Welcome to the Unstoppable Entrepreneur Show, 20 minutes or less of power-packed strategy to disrupt your thinking, elevate your mindset, and help you scale your sales online. I'm Kelly Roach, former NFL cheerleader and Fortune 500 executive turned eight-figure entrepreneur. Let's go. Welcome back to the Unstoppable Entrepreneur Show. I am super excited to have special guest Suzanne Snena here with me today. Hey, Suzanne, thanks for being on the show. Kelly, thanks for having me. So excited. I'm so happy to have you here. So this is a topic that is certainly relevant to everyone listening. And by the way, probably your children, your spouse, and pretty much everyone you know, because today Suzanne is really going to walk us through not only reinventing ourselves and understanding all the transformations that we're going through with this new normal that we live in, but most importantly, building trust through the computer stream, which our entire world has changed. And even when pandemic passes, it's not going back, right, Suzanne? I mean, this is this is the new normal, right? You know, Kelly, you are you are so right on. And I think what happened is that, you know, originally when quarantine started and there was all this talk, everyone started using Zoom and WebEx and they all thought it was temporary. Yes. And now I think we all realize it's a long temporary. And to the point what you've just made is that it may not be so temporary at all because as we're getting better at it, companies are finding advantages. You know, for example, I know some very high level people in corporations who are saying, wow, you know, I'm a face-to-face guy. I would fly from New York all the way to India for a meeting and then fly back the next day or two days, right? He said, yesterday, I talked with somebody in France. I met with a client in Bangladesh. I was, because now you can use the time. The key is you can't just do it if you don't know how to do it, right? Absolutely. You've got to be effective at it. Yeah. Having a, a meeting on Zoom does not necessarily translate into the impact of having an in person meeting unless you understand how to make it work that way, right? And it's so interesting because exactly what you said, I had two conversations yesterday. A client of mine was brick and mortar. Uh, literally had to shut down completely due to COVID and flipped her business online and just struck a deal to sell her building and is making a profit off of it. Meanwhile, she's like, I'm happy this happened. I get to work from home now. I'm doing my same business online. And then I spoke to someone else yesterday that said uh, at a corporate level, they are literally redesigning their entire corporate real estate strategy to say, do we really need all of these buildings, all of these offices? And the answer is no, right? But like you said, Suzanne, and and why I'm so happy we have you on the show today, there is is skill and nuance to that and there's some strategy behind it. So do you want to kind of talk a little bit about the the yays and the nays of how people can leverage this effectively? If you missed the meeting in India and you're going to have a Zoom call instead, (laughs) how do we make that work? Well, I think, Kelly, the thing that's so important to recognize is that, you know, broadcasters, people who are very, very popular TV hosts, say you're watching a morning show, they all say the same news, but we choose one over another. Why? Because we like the hosts and there are skills involved to being that likable and relatable on television. And essentially, those of us who've done that as a career, we trained, we've had years of experience and suddenly everybody is a broadcaster. They didn't plan to be. They didn't want to be. And I think what people need to do, honestly, first and foremost, I think 
I would love to see corporations take some responsibility here and set their people up for success to realize that it's more than just knowing how to operate a Zoom meeting or putting up a fancy background or whatever. They, they need to realize that to be good on camera and now through a computer screen, there are skills and techniques. And one of the main things that is overlooked is the psychological aspect. When people aren't used to being seen all the time. And let's be honest, you know, kids today, people in 20s, you know, 30s even, um, have grown up with FaceTime. They're yes. very comfortable yes. chatting and being seen, but not so much for a lot of our older staff members, our o- older yeah. workforce. Even me, I don't feel old, but I'm, it's been an adjustment for me on my phone or a computer, even though I've done it on television for years. So the key thing is, is I think people need to realize you, you shouldn't just naturally be good at it. There are things to learn. And I hope that companies provide training to their staffs. It's not expensive for them to do it in the scheme of things and certainly pays off in spades to be more persuasive, to be more likable and relatable, and also to build up their confidence that so they're not uncomfortable. That's huge. For sure, for sure. How do you think, uh, or, or what are maybe some tips or strategies for people watching to really help them captivate the room when they're on camera? I know there's so many people, for example, that used to speak on stage and they felt like when they could lock eyes with someone and when they could reach out and you know walk through the, the audience and interact with people, they feel like they have the ability to do that in person. But then they say, I feel like there's a wall between me and, and everyone when I'm doing that virtually. How do you captivate the room when you're on camera? That's an excellent question. And first of all, I want to say that because I have a podcast, I'm in my podcasting booth. This is not probably how I would be trying to captivate everybody, but to have a good conversation for this purpose. Yes. But I do want to say that what you bring up is great. Okay. Those of us who are great speakers on a stage also play off feedback. And We watch for those nuances. I think one of the first things we need to do is practice with someone who doesn't matter. And when I say that, get a friend on a Zoom session with you, record it. This is painful for people to watch themselves play back. But when you don't know how you're coming across, that's where your psychology comes into play. If, for instance, I tell somebody that we need to see more animation, they, they might not know what that means. I've seen so many people sit there and they do, you know, this the whole time. I'll move my mic just, yes. you know, but then if I get them to be more animated and I show them a little bit of life and how inflection can make such a difference in holding someone's attention, they may feel silly doing it, but when they watch it play back, they go, oh, oh, wait a minute. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So part of it is practice. And why wouldn't you practice? That's the thing is people aren't realizing this is something that's trainable. What you wear can make you more inviting or not to somebody. The colors you wear, um, how much you reveal about yourself. Think about face-to-face sales interaction. One of the, you know, sales 101. You walk into somebody's office. You notice the pictures of their kids on the the shelves. You talk about that. Oh, you're a Sox fan. You talk about baseball. Well, that's gone, right? So other than looking at, like, what did I do? The first thing I said is, oh, you look all pretty. Look at your, I'm looking at you and acknowledging. Mm -hmm. We have to realize that you have to work a little harder for revealing yourself personally Mm -hmm. and sharing things. Um, More important than ever is what's going on right here, right? Mm -hmm. Right there. And let me talk for a second for people who are in business and how this can apply. When you're doing a PowerPoint, presentation and you are in a room with people, you're still full size. 
along with your screen. One of the mistakes I'm seeing now is people are keeping their PowerPoints with the same amount of slides and their faces are postage stamp size. So there's no connection. So we need to realize that for every aspect of our business, there are serious adjustments to be made. Let me put it this way, small adjustments that can make a big difference, but they have to be made to be effective. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. What do you feel like are some of maybe the, the psychological nuances of, you know, things that you should pay attention to when you're on camera that can create an experience for people that can help to draw people in since you're not there in person with them. I know you talked about the facial expression, right? You talked about the energy, the voice intonation, the animation. What are some of the psychological things? Well, first of all, one of the simplest things people can do and they think they're doing it when they're not is to smile. I mean, people need to see that warmth. They need to feel welcome. Um, I think it's great that we're all dressing more casually. I think that that's also a very intimate kind of feeling with people. Mm -hmm. But I think one of the things people have to think about is how they present their content. Mm -hmm. It has to be less clinical. Mm -hmm. It has to be more storytelling. Mm-hmm. You have to keep people engaged by making your, your, your conversation more interesting. It takes a little work, but these are learnable things. That's the thing I think people miss. Oh, I'm not a storyteller. Well, guess what? I can actually tell you how to be a better storyteller. Do you want me to give an example? Yes. All right. Okay. So not exactly storytelling, but making something more impactful. Because again, it is about becoming a VIP, I say, a virtually impactful person. Yeah. So in my business... In an on-camera world, we learn to speak in sound bites. And when I do training with people, I teach them what sound bites are. I think, and when I try to present this to people who are new, think of whatever you're gonna say as an article. Mm-hmm. What's the headline? The headline becomes your sound bite. You say that first because that's the most impactful thing. Mm-hmm. So if you can think of it in terms of that, say the juiciest thing first. Let's see. I was working with a client yesterday. I'm trying to think exactly the the thing that she said. Um, She has a book and she's doing a book tour virtually. And we were practicing some questions and I said, so somebody might say to you, what makes your book different than the other books out there on the same subject? Well, I looked into, I've done a lot of research, I've done this. And, you know, I think that the reason is, is people are, I said, stop. Right. right? I said, I think the most important thing for you to say is your qualifications, right? Mm -hmm. You have your triple threat. You've got, you're a psychiatrist, you're an author, you're this, you know, that kind of thing. She said, okay, I'll try again. So I asked her and she did the same thing she did before. I said, literally start with that very affirmative, you know, well, what makes it different are my qualifications then explain. Sound bites are memorable. That's not a story. A story is really simple. A short example of what you did in your day. You know, example, I broke my toe the other day. Okay. Um, I don't know who can't relate to that little pinky toe, you know, catching the end of something and breaking the toe is awful. Um, If you're just real, sometimes storytelling is really just something personal that you share. We have to be more revealing. That equals being more likable and relatable. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. No, I really like how you said, you know, when you are interacting virtually, you don't have the opportunity to kind of have that. It's almost like the small talk when you would meet someone in person, you know, it's like that warm up period that you engage in that allows everyone to get comfortable and feel like there's a sense of connection on a personal level. And you're right. 
being um, intentional, I guess what it is, is you're saying to be intentional about creating that connection and then look at the opportunity that you can, you know, take that sound bite, take that one piece of thing and, and make it a powerful statement that hooks people, um, that feels really powerful and engaging to them versus wandering to where you're going, which is kind of what it sounds like you are coaching. That's true because we have less time, you know, in the virtual world because somebody isn't just doing one meeting in person, they're doing several throughout the day. You also have to make your information more concise. So to weave in those stories, but to just pick the the good parts, the yes. impactful parts yeah. is really key. And this might sound, you know, Kelly, really basic because now there are a million articles, right? On, oh, you need to set up a background. You need lighting. Yeah. I was working with a client the other day who goes on television from her home because she's an expert. I train a lot of experts how to be their best in this medium. Yes. And the first time I worked with her, I said, your audio is awful. And she said, yeah, I know, blah, blah, blah. I said, why? Well, and I'm working off my phone. I, but why? You have to raise the game. Mm -hmm. It is so ridiculously affordable yeah. to use a little lapel mic. I mean, $20. You can get yeah. a lapel mic. It changes everything. You can, um, you know, your computer, if you're working with presentations from a phone, you can't even see what you look like. Yeah. So, yeah, you know, first. you can get the most basic of, of pieces of equipment that really upgrade that are more meant for this particular situation. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's a, that's a great idea because I think for a lot of people when they were making that change, uh, whether it's with their team, they're running team meetings virtually now on camera, um, or maybe people are building teams that way to begin with. Now there's a lot of people that they, they'll never manage a team in person. They will yeah. virtually. And so I think a lot of this that you're talking about is really, it, it's really being thoughtful because I think initially everyone was just reacting and responding. Like, Oh, okay, this is what we do now. We're having meetings on Zoom, like everything's on Zoom, right? And then it's like, okay, let's evolve that to the next phase, which is like, how do we capitalize on this, right? How do we elevate our game and really make the most of every interaction that we have and, yeah. and bring out the, the best, right, in ourselves and the people that we're interacting with? You couldn't be more right. I mean, now it is what it is. And because of it, oh my gosh, we have had more technology technology advancements yes. in a short period of time because that's what's been necessary to stay in the game. Yeah. You know, Kelly, I've, I've, as you know, been a professional broadcaster, a TV yeah. host. I've had a media training company for the last decade. So this isn't new for us. I have actually been teaching virtually because I have clients all over the world. Yeah. Um, I'll, what's different now is that you don't have to be an expert going on TV to need this training. Yeah. And, uh, this is something, you know, certainly we offer this service, but I'm not, not trying to pitch that as far as hire me. I'm saying you need the training. And yeah. again, you can do it yourself with a buddy and just yeah. look at what's working. You know, there are things online. I, I have some of my tips published online. Mm -hmm. You can practice enacting some of those and getting more comfortable. It's all about your confidence improving, yeah, right? It is. It um, is for sure. Um, now let's say that we have someone listening that's like, Hmm, you know, obviously they're, they're getting all the tips and strategy that they're sharing. They're feeling a little bit like, okay, I have a long way to go. There's some improvements. Great. What about if someone knows they lost the room, right? People are mm -hmm. disengaged. They can see people don't look real excited to be there. They're like, okay, I got to get this thing back on track. 
right? Mm-hmm. What are maybe some things that, that you can recommend around how to re-engage a group? You could be doing a live stream and you feel like it just fell off and it lost the energy. People aren't interacting in the chat. You're not seeing the, the movement. Or you could be running a virtual meeting and just see that you don't have them. You know when you don't have them, right? You're right. You're right. Any key strategies that you want to share there on pulling them back in again? Yeah. Well, first of all, I'm going to go back to preparation because if you're really starting to adjust to this situation, you have to understand you can't give the same presentation you would have. So I'd say if this happens, you're going to learn from it for sure. Um, in a live situation, when I feel like somebody is distracted, I might call them out, not in a way that's going to embarrass them, but I might just say, um, I'm talking now about this, as we see Kelly's already agreeing with, right? I see you nodding. And it wakes people back up. That's Mm -hmm. one thing. Another thing I think is important is to try to be as in the moment as you can. You know, you've got to be looking at the group and it's hard to kind of see who is engaged or not, but if you're getting that sense, um, then you also might want to jump into a little something different, change the subject, even yes. say, I'm going to go off script here. Who's with yes. me? Yes. You know, yes. I like that. Yeah. You've got to do something, you know, in advertising, there's, um, there's evidence that billboards, you see them when they first go up. And there's a reason they change on a regular cycle because you, you, you know this. If you're driving down a street, oh, wait, that's a new billboard. Oh, movie. Yes. You can drive down that street and you're not seeing it anymore. When sure. it changes, you notice it again. Yeah. So that is one of the ways inflection can yeah. help. And watch this. I'm, someone's going to talk. I'm just talking. I'm just talking. But I took an extra beat. People yeah. wake up. That's oh, one of the God. techniques to speaking and presenting that can keep people engaged and in the room. It's not something you can just master and you shouldn't expect yourself to just know it, but this is the point. These are techniques. We've also, forget about just on camera training, we've gone into corporations and given, you know, workshops and advanced workshops on overall presentation tips. Most people haven't even had that example of what I just told you, you know? Yeah, for sure. For sure. So for you, you've had, you know, a a long and very successful career in all things, you know, journalism and and being behind the mic and being in front of the camera and all of those things. So what do you see as some of the biggest opportunities knowing that we're going through this huge transformation right now? It's like a period of reinvention, this period of recreating ourselves. What are some of the things that you're most excited about that you're seeing coming forward? Well, there are great things happening because what do they say? Necessity is the mother of invention, right? Um, We're survivors by nature. I think all of us have it in us that we're not going to let ourselves sink into a hole permanently. I do want to take a second to say, if you're listening and you're like, oh, shut up. And because you don't feel like getting out of bed, that's also understandable. And you'll get past that, you know, but sometimes it's hard to see. But if you can look for how can I adapt and I think this is true of business in general, Kelly, you know, if you're an entrepreneur and your circumstances change, you've got to change or you're not relevant. Yeah. I've been in this business for so many years. And one of the um, best compliments that kind of took me as a, a little bit by surprise once is um, somebody came up to me and said, oh my gosh, I hope I keep working the way you have at your age. And I'm like, wait a minute. But what she meant was in the television business, People usually stay in yeah. the lane, right? You get to a certain point and then you're done. Right. Um, so for me, you know, I started acting when I was much younger. Um, I played an anchor and a reporter in a commercial, and then I got hired to be 
an anchor and reporter awesome. in real life. So yeah. then I started doing that. Everything was a new skill. Um, a little bit later, 9-11 happened when I was doing entertainment news. I'd done it for four years and that drastically changed the scope. And then I realized, okay, wait a minute. What we do learn during this time is that there will always be news to report. Yeah. So I zeroed in more on legit news. You know, you don't have to stay in one lane and you can keep going. Um, I haven't given up the things I love to do. I do still do a lot of on-camera work and creative work, but then when I saw the need for the training that people could use before and 10 years ago started the company, I learned more from the people I teach. So you always just have to look ahead. I think one of the things I'm most excited about is people are realizing what's not working, what hasn't been working in their lives. Yes. And it's, it's been not working for a long time, a lot of these things, right? But now we finally come to the tipping point of they have to be changed. We don't have a choice now. It would have, you know, right? So I live in LA, you know, do you think I ever realized how much time I wasted in the car before? Mm-hmm. Now I never go back to that level of driving the appointments when you can just do it like this. Yeah. People are discovering their hobbies again. They say that I heard something the other day about Home Depot, which normally their biggest shopping day of the year is what's known as Black Friday in the United yeah. States, the day after Thanksgiving. And, um, Apparently in the last, you know, three months, every day, the online sales have exceeded what used to be their largest day of the year. And what that says is people are rediscovering their home projects. They're, yeah. they're just focusing in a different way. Exactly. And we'll come through this. with. Yeah. Oh, I, I agree. I love it. I think it's mm-hmm. like, it's, it's such a period of, of renewal and reinvention. And you said the old, you allow for the new. And sometimes we, every corner of our life, the whole canvas is already painted and covered. And so there's no room for something new to emerge. But as things have been peeled away, I think people have an opportunity to kind of pick and choose for the first time in a long time, like what is now going to come into this space, right? Yeah. You know, it's funny when this first happened, um, I felt extremely relaxed for the first week. And A, that pointed out to me just how stressed I normally am without even realizing it. And the second thing was, I've thought of all the times in my life when I've said, I just wish the world would stop for a minute. Because if you go on vacation in a typical world, right? You go on vacation, yes. you come back and no one else has stopped. And now you're behind. Yeah. And that's yeah. But there was a weird freedom for those first few days of nobody expects me to be anywhere. No right. one else is expected to be right. anywhere. Right. And discover yourself, you know. As this continues, we're all human beings are afraid uncomfortable with what's unknown. Yeah. So it's natural to feel ill at ease, but that's why we have to decide what future we want to make for ourselves. For sure. I love it. I love it. It's, it's great. And I think you gave some awesome tips and strategies for everybody listening. And even those of you guys that are doing a lot on camera already, there's always an opportunity to learn. There's always an opportunity to grow. So why don't we tell them where can they find you? How they, how can they connect? Where are you? Well, my website, SuzanneSenner.com is a great place to start. You can email me through there and contact. We have some training information on that. I also have a separate website. They're both linked eventually anyway. One is Senna Series Media Training. So that's SennaSeries.com. But if you Google my name and you put media training in there, you'll find me one way or another. So yeah. And actually, if anyone wants to just reach out, even to share their own experiences, we're looking for my podcast to have some guests on who can just tell us how they're adapting to the virtual world and building trust. 
Yeah. I love it. I love it. Well, thank you so much for coming on the show today. It was a pleasure to have you. And thanks for the great work you're doing in the world. People need it. Now's the time, right? Thanks, Kelly. You too. Right. You're, you're spending great messages. So, <laughs> so much. All thanks. right, guys. Thanks for tuning into the show. We'll see you back here next week. Clients are bombarding us, asking us about products we recommend and what companies that we absolutely love. And while we are building out a custom app, we have all of our housing and training modules in Kajabi and we absolutely love it. If you're looking for a simple way to store your membership training, your courses, your programs, this is your one-stop solution. You can use it as an email service provider, landing pages, and basically anything else you could possibly need to build your business online. If you're interested in giving it a try, you can grab a free trial by visiting unstoppableentrepreneur.com forward slash Kajabi.